0: the power of their data wasabi another boston based championship team
1: What up this is Myron and you are listening to the rye bread and mustard a Mariners podcast the alternative underground back alley underbelly on the other side of the tracks down on the docks speak easy dive bar style podcast up and about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to or watching through the Odyssey app, or hey, wherever else you're getting this podcast. We're not going to judge you. Thank you again for liking, subscribing, following, you know, commenting, giving us those, uh, I don't know, those five-star reviews. You know, we love those five-tool baseball players here on this podcast, but yes, we love those five-star reviews even more. They really help out the pod. Also, if you're looking for the merch, we got it. Well, at simply.cora, she's got it at simply.cora that's on instagram again at simply.cora on instagram uh we are back uh the last time we talked we were headed into anaheim after being in san diego um so you know since then the mariners have wrapped the series in anaheim and have just uh just recently right before recording this uh, wrapped up game one with the marlins back in seattle Uh, We're going to talk about uh, all those things. And we also are going to talk about, like, hey, listen, the Mariners got 25 games until the All Star break. What do we got to see in the next 25 games that says that we are going to be buyers? Um, I'm kind of thinking right now we might be sellers. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about all this. And and of course, uh, our experience in Anaheim. Um, And when I say we, here's a big reveal. I'm talking with Hanno up in Edmonds. What's going on, Hanno?
2: Hey, man, how's it going?
1: It's going all right. We just got a victory tonight, so everything's peaches and cream. We can forget about the past. We're just gonna wash it away. Uh, Mariners are playoff bound. We're right back to where we were. Listen, we just crushed them eight to one, right, Hanno? Everything is okay. Don't Everything forget. Is peaches-
2: don't forget it was a one hitter, but otherwise, stop it with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I just thought I could get away with some bullshit with you. I, I know better than this. Uh, this is a relationship here. You just can't uh, wash everything under the rug with the Mariners and us, and especially you. Um, you know, we were going to record this last night, and I was just, you know, I was down in Anaheim. I uh, beat the traffic out of there, went to the the old spaghetti factory for a little bit of comfort food, just like I did after the... Uh, the San Diego series or any breakup or any bad thing that's ever happened in my life. Uh, they didn't have Wi Fi. went down to a Starbucks down the street. They didn't have Wi Fi. just wasn't a, not in a great mood. And we knew the Mariners were, you know, going to come out here and kind of make us feel a little bit better today. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, a little, I, bit.
2: I, a little bit, I wasn't that, you know, um, I don't even know what the word was I was going to say, but yeah, it, it's a good feeling after the first game. They played a a good game.
1: Yeah, they did. And, you know, we'll just briefly hit on this. Like you said, a one hitter uh, against a team that has won eight out of their last nine games coming into the series. You also have somebody flirting with uh, four hundred. He hit the ball hard too in this game. Just luckily, right at somebody.
2: Yeah, the Marlins have had a good year. Third best record coming in in the National League. Um, Brand new manager that came over from, uh, there was a bench coach with the uh, uh, St. Louis Cardinals. So a new regime. Uh, Yeah, Luis Arise, who's hitting near 400, uh, won the batting title in the AL and they traded for him. Yeah, I mean, they got a good little team. Former uh, or last year's uh, Cy Young Award winners on their team. So yeah, they got a good club.
1: Yeah, and, and the Mariners uh, beat a good pitcher tonight. Uh, believe it or not, this was his season low in strikeouts. Which is, if you're betting on that, you, <laughs> I, you know, you know something that we don't know. Yeah, you put the Mariners and their uh, swing and miss, uh, and strikeout record, and this guy. It it just seemed like it was going to be a uh, a disaster there because he's he's right up there with. Uh, you know, he's right on par with, uh, Luis Castillo as far as getting strikeouts.
2: Yeah. Um, I happen to listen to the uh, post game show after, uh, this victory and Scott made a good point. Anytime that, uh, the Mariners have less than 10 strikeouts, he's feeling pretty good. And, uh, yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, that's a, it's a, it, he's right. I mean, it's something that you got to keep an eye on with this team. It's been, a you know uh, something that is hindered uh the way that they want to play their so-called controlled zone or i don't know if they threw that out the window this year but it's something they've always talked about so uh yeah it was um it was good to see that the strikeouts were down i mean three out of four with two outs and runners in scoring position good pitching they caught the ball pretty well tonight um i didn't see any base running mistakes but i didn't watch every pitch like i usually do but uh Yeah, and a one-hitter. So, uh, and a a rookie came in and um, pitched two innings in his major league debut. Uh, How cool was that? And
1: that was really cool.
2: So, yeah, Uh, good, good, happy Monday for the Mariner Nation. Yeah, Uh,
1: and uh, you know, big news before we get to the uh, the uh, the rookie debut. I think the biggest news was that Gino Suarez took his cornrows out. Uh he he also was asked about that in the post game and he said it was it had to do with he needed to go to sleep or something like he had to take it out, but he uh got on the microphone who, and in the interview and looked at the camera and reassured everybody that that look is coming back.
2: Well that's good. I'm to me honest what I'm so what I'm happy about with Gino, it looks like he's trending in the right direction as far as offensively. So yeah, that's a good sign as well.
1: Yeah. You really like to see him with guys with base uh, guys on base. It seems like, you know, you look at his average, it's pretty low, uh, but yes, he's hitting the ball hard, but runners in scoring position, 350 four home runs, you know, so four of his seven, half of his home runs come with people on base. Uh, and, uh, Yeah, I mean, again, getting guys on base in front of these table clears. Tail continues to heat up. That's really good to see. Um, He's pulling the ball hard now, too. You know, we did see him hit things to center and to right to get himself going, like Scott Service talked about, you know, those little small things. And now he's being able to turn on the ball.
2: Yeah, and another thing he mentioned, you know, uh, the guys aren't fouling pitches off. They're not missing them. So, uh, yeah, good things ahead. Um, but we got. I mean, it's one game. We've seen this yeah we, a lot lately. Um,
1: they got one. Tell star. me what you got tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think Scott said that in the in the press conference, which which I agree with. Is hey, we've seen outbursts like this before in a game. Let's see who shows up tomorrow. Is basically what he was saying. I agree. There are some things that are just carrying over that are really good. Ty France is really hitting the ball. Uh, you know. Recently, you know, hitting over 500, I think, in the last eight games. Saw a good bomb from him tonight. I mean, you know, it's a good day when uh, Murphy's getting a double and a jack in the game.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was a warm day out here. And like Scott said, he didn't think that ball would go out. In April, but yeah, good weather. Uh, happy for him. He's got a whopping two home runs now. So, I mean, what can you expect out of your backup catcher? You just want him to call a good game and uh, hopefully get a little offense out of him.
1: Hey, don't forget four RBIs now on the season.
2: Oh, he doubled them up, huh? <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I think he had three going into this. Oh, okay. But, uh, I did. Yeah, I'm we... sorry.
2: I, I, I shouldn't shortchange him one.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. Anyways, it was a great game and a big debut right the two innings for uh adcock
2: yeah ty adcock i mean i uh just read a little bit about him before um or after the announcement was made uh before game time uh came up from double a uh throws really hard we saw that tonight and throws a, a slider sweeper you know um and then listening to the post game show um learned a lot about the guy yeah um um you know drafted out of the same college in the same year as um Kirby, they were teammates um back in 19. Heard it, uh, had COVID, COVID year, had Tommy John, and he started out this year in uh single A Everett, yeah, which is uh, you know, just up the road and one of the lower uh, affiliates of the Mariners. There's one lower down in Modesto, but uh, it went from there up to uh, double A. Um, and got the call to go to the major leagues. I mean, that's Big, pretty yeah. cool.
1: And all, all of his family and friends, he has like 16 people come out from North Carolina. They already got their uh jersey, so I, I'm guessing they spent about 10 G's, <laughs> unless the Mariners blew everybody out, which I don't know. They they like to spend money else other places besides signing players, so you never know.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know how it works, but yeah, I mean, just I'm I don't know when uh, Adcock got the call—the early this morning or yesterday or what—but for if, let's say it was this morning for his whole fan across the country and uh, here in time. I think that's pretty special. That's awesome.
1: Oh, for sure. And um, yeah, so they got one one game. Uh, you know, they're one for one here on this home stand. They had a you know looking at the record last home stand, pretty good seven and three. We did have an episode that we said that was the weirdest. Uh, seven and three we've ever felt. Um, uh, yeah, so that's game one. Uh, that's, that's you know, if you're listening to this episode right now, we'll be back, you know, to wrap up this series. But uh, we're going to take a little break and we're going to talk about uh, you know, some of the, I don't know what to call them, just feelings, issues. We'll talk about what happened here in this uh, Anaheim series and kind of like just put a button on the On the uh, road trip that they had, they're uh, right here on this West Coast in AOS, a lot of AOS games right after this. All right. Uh, So, yeah, well, you know, maybe you uh, were doing things over the weekend, uh, weren't really checking in, maybe just saw the scores, uh, went to go tune in, uh, you know, yesterday to see what we thought about that. We decided to wait a day. We're here on Tuesday, you know, the start of this, uh, pod. We talked about the one game in, uh, uh, Seattle against Miami. The Mariners get the win, but, uh, let's talk about those Anaheim series. Hannah, you know, I was down there. Um, we were talking a lot, a lot of text. You were watching the broadcast, uh, except for maybe the Apple TV broadcast, but, (laughs) but, uh, I don't know. Should we talk about the game or should should you want to talk about my experience down there? What what should we do here?
2: Yeah, I mean we can talk about both. Uh tell yeah, tell me about your experience. Uh Christmas and June down there, tradition like no other.
1: Yes, it was Christmas and June. Uh tradition like no other. I've last year it uh they had it in June. They, they seem to always do this. And it seems like the Mariners recent, always get caught doing this. And I always get caught up going to this game. And, you know, when, when you're winning like we were last year, uh, like we won the first two games of the Christmas weekend on Sunday once the uh, they take down all the Christmas Jubilee. We had the infamous fight. Um, uh, and this year, so everything was great feeling great you know the all the music's fun when everything's good when things are bad right now it just takes me back to one of some of those depressing christmases you know like uh you know the christmas after i've been dumped or something like that uh yeah it, it made it for very 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 highs and very very lows when you're hearing all that christmas music and um i do feel like they really enjoy it down there um any you know, off-duty Santa Clauses or any, you know, fat guys with uh, white hair and white beards. They're out there. They're, their stock is up at this game. They got, uh, a, they actually do have a Santa Claus out in center field. The giveaways were on Friday night, which I actually have one. I don't know what we're going to do with it. Maybe wash the car with it or something. It's a uh, uh, Anaheim Angels ugly sweater print t-shirt. Saturday was the, uh, christmas slippers and then sunday was a trout giveaway but that was just for the the kids um by sunday like i said it was over but yeah it's you know southern california they love to do this like they love the big surfing santa claus crap you know that's their that's their santa claus but yeah it, it's uh it's it's i do have to say like the anaheim fans they seem like they're enjoying this season they're they're playing well they're both of the big stars they're out there on the on the field, but I still will call their crowd, you know, the my enemies because I've gone to so many games down there and they, they are definitely a late arriving crowd. They are a, definitely a crowd full of Karens. Yes, I've said it. I've never been to any stadium that complains and bitches and moans at umpires and calls and things and been completely wrong like Anaheim.
2: Oh yeah! Wow, so interesting. Um, yeah, what are they like when they're winning? Aren't they're into it? Right? Oh, they're
1: loud. It's a it's a loud stadium. Nothing is worse than when the rally monkey comes out. I cannot stand it. They are very you know strict about about things coming into their stadium. In in fact, uh, I met some Mariners fans that actually happened to be listeners of Rye Bread and Mustard, uh, Ryan and Allison. They were denied denied uh uh their tridents that they were bringing in they were all decked out in the new city Connect gear looking good and uh they i ran into them in line because the security had them off to the side and they had the tridents and uh maybe i'll post that on on the instagram i did get some footage they called in they got uh they talked to the higher ups in security they did not did not allow them uh, access with the tritons so there are some brand new tritons just sitting in the garbage can right outside of the left field entrance unfortunately
2: that's too bad not surprising but that's too bad uh, how how was the the mariner faithful down there it always seems to be a lot of people going down to get some sun uh, how was the how was uh how was your conversations with the rest of the Mariner fans? Are people down on the team? Are they just excited to be on vacation? Where where where, where, are, where are you at with talking? To I folks?
1: feel like they're so positive on the road. You know, they're they're very positive. I think you do get more of the casual fan. You do get the transplants that are, you know, my town, my teams in town, and and things like that. So you, you know, for instance, uh, you know, we're we're a Hard hardworking podcast even though we're on odyssey we do mainly most a lot of our own uh you know marketing we we hand out our our flyers so like if you personally got a flyer and started listening to this episode down at uh that you got down at the big a that that was from me myron um uh we people are very accepting of that for instance i go here's a here's a flyer you know and with our QR code and they're usually very like thankful they say all right or what's up or some people are like I listen to this podcast um in Seattle it's kind of like I'm handing out you know uh like like anti-abortion pamphlets or something when (laughs) when I try to give people I don't really or some sort of controversial uh you know like build a wall kind of thing you know or something like that so it is really nice to meet the fans down here Um, You do see a lot of, like, random uh, Mariners attire. Um, You do see the new stuff that maybe you could order online. But I think the coolest uh, jersey I saw was a a 2000 Ricky Henderson number 35, like, authentic jersey. Uh, I saw one of the – I was standing behind a guy in the hot dog line. Maybe I'll put a picture of it. I thought that was the coolest jersey. Listen, when they won the game on the Game 2, the Saturday game, what a crowd. You'd have thought you would have thought we won some big playoff game with the people running around and maybe that's because a combination of, hey, we haven't seen a lot of Mariners victories in the last two weeks. And, you know, it's also just awesome to go into another stadium and walk away with a win, you know, just just as a fan. It's it's nice and quiet. Uh, the mariners fans were definitely taking over on saturday not as crazy as it was last year or even back in 2021 you know when you know winning seemed to be brand new at this this club in 2021 and we were getting so close and last year you know the last time i was down there personally was during the big winning streak and, and the fight
2: well that's good it sounded like you had a good time even though the mariners only were able to scrounge away one victory at a The series, and um, I mean, that you got to see Otani pitch, you got to see him hit a big bomb. Um, The Mariners got the lead in that first game. Jared Kelnick with a nice two run homer to start start that game. I think he was four for eight with two home runs, so that was good. You uh, get a lead on a pitcher like Otani, and you got Castillo going. Castillo was pretty good in my opinion but you know he gave up a few long balls and the way that the team's been playing you you got to be perfect we've talked about it a lot over the last few episodes and um that was the case again so uh but you got to see otani pitch and he crushed that one so that must have been a a, a yeah cool thing to see
1: yeah it was it was you know, as much as I saw things that really frustrated me about the Mariners that we've continued to see, it was awesome because I got to sit, you know, two rows behind the dugout and then in the fifth row behind the dugout, the Mariners dugout for the entire series. I was down there and yes, I saw some, some, and if some people have seen it on our social media. I've, we've saw some crush, crushing, crushing uh, home runs from Otani. Uh, it was interesting Uh, We did not let Mike Trout beat us this series, and and still we had trouble with the other guys. I mean, there's nine guys in the lineup, but it was nice to not see a big Trout home run for, like, once. (laughs) You know, I don't know what he's got, 52,000 home runs against the Mariners. Uh, But, yeah, it was... uh, I mean, game one was really frustrating to me, and also you have to hand it to anaheim every time they were you know given an air for example jp had an air with two outs right before tawny gets up there and of course the baseball gods make you pay for that pay for that tax you saw them uh, uh get a base on balls whether it hit the guy's hand or not or the knob uh they get on these all these all these situations the Angels capitalized on these situations on Friday night. And it just felt like a game that the Mariners played better overall. It just kind of felt like to equate it to a football game, some bad penalties, you know, cost you when you went out there and ran up and down the field on them. That's, that's how that game felt to me on the Friday game, the uh, Apple TV game one.
2: Yeah. And then going into game two, we got to see uh, the second start. And kind of redemption for Brian Wu. Yes, um, I, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts were about him. Uh, my first thought was he throws a really easy 96 mile an hour fastball. Um, tell me what you tell me your thoughts on what you saw from him.
1: Uh, I saw somebody that I was watching his intensity. Definitely an intense guy. He's not. He's not Bryce Miller. He's 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 more on the the Logan trajectory. He seems pretty, pretty intense out there on the mound. Yeah. And he could get that fastball up, you know, I think he made one mistake. Right. Uh, you know, but it's, uh, I think that's the one that he threw way off the plate that got crushed. Like, didn't he get, yeah. yeah and we were, you were even saying cause you were watching the broadcast. You're like, that was four inches outside.
2: Yeah. Pitcher's pitch. Yeah.
1: And it's just, you know, you get somebody up there like Otani is just gonna do what he's gonna do, and you know, there's there's nothing you could do about that. Um, yeah, I mean this was a good game uh for the Mariners. Obviously, they they played add-on. This this felt like a really good win. It felt like that win that they had in um San Diego. Like how how you wanna win a game. You score a little bit early and you keep adding on and you just keep suffocating them there at the end we had we had a there was a great eighth inning there seventh and eighth inning i will say uh that really stuck out to me with the pitching staff is we saw muñoz come in in a spot in the seventh inning would he pitch one pitch maybe two pitch? was it one pitch he gets somebody he gets the third out in that seventh inning he comes back in in the eighth the crowd is still there the crowd is still holding on you want to know why they're there You got Otani, you got Trout, you got Rondon, and he said, good morning, good afternoon, and take your ass to bed. You know what I mean? That was awesome. And just to to like, wow, to have that kind of person back on this team gives you those feels from last year and shows you how you can shorten the game if you can put some runs on the board.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the Mariners' recipe for success, you know, getting – unfortunately, Wu did not get the win. He was a third in an inning. Um, But they had to bring in a reliever because it was a tense situation. I think there was a couple runners on, and they were up two at that point, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, and, you know, you get Brash, you know, where he's good at. Yeah, Munoz facing the best part of the lineup, no matter what part of the game it is, usually seventh, eighth, sometimes the ninth. And um, then Seawald comes in and uh, finishes it off, if I'm correct on that one. So yeah, uh, great, great win.
1: Yeah. And uh, another thing I was going to say that you just mentioned right there about, like, gosh, he didn't get that last out, can't get that win. Uh, Manny Acta actually sp- spoke, has spoken up about that rule of like, hey, we're making these changes to things. He doesn't think it's fair that Somebody goes in there, does all this work. One person comes in and they get the win. I know that's just the way that we've been scoring things. But, you know, sometimes it does feel that way. It does feel that way, too, when you get these losses by these uh, pitchers in extra innings where you you jam, you do a jam job and it's it's over. But uh, it's just no, tough baseball luck.
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I haven't thought about it enough to try to come up with a change to that. Um, but yeah, he, you're right. It's tough luck, and you know, stat-wise, sometimes it doesn't benefit you. Yeah, so it does though, but more than times and not.
1: I know doesn't. sometimes. I know sometimes you you've mentioned this to me. Like, for instance, I think it was this game in Atlanta where Miller got taken out of the game. This is another thing that bugs you a little bit sometimes i'm sure bugs a lot of baseball fans You, you, you leave you sure you leave the runners on base and then somebody just comes in and just gives up the house now all of those earned runs are coming to you and you've lost the game and you've done everything to keep your team in this game in certain situations uh you know how like they can sometimes there's a judgment call on an error sometimes there's a judgment call on what's considered a save or not or is that just full rule book stuff. Am I, am I missing that? Um, I guess
2: it, it kind of depends on the situation. I guess. Right. To
1: and I wish that maybe that's the answer if you're looking for an answer because uh, obviously the game is scored and been scored a certain way forever. Uh, and there's just a lot of bad luck. And, you know, I feel like if you change a rule in a scoring rule like that, is it unfair to go, not go back and then start going through all this stuff? Maybe that would affect uh, some other pitchers that maybe turned into Hall of Fame pitchers that started, you know, like, you know, coming to the games late. You never know. Um, or they just would just go from now on. This is what goes on, just like the NFL that didn't count sacks forever. Um, I don't know, just something to think about. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I mean. You know, like you mentioned, your scenario, yeah, uh, starting pitcher goes out, a couple guys get in and get on, and the reliever uh, gives it up. It might not show in like a certain stat, like let's say, I don't know, um, ERA that the bullpen's given up. Um, but then you have to look to the other stats, you know, like holds and all. There's so many stats, and I know this isn't a stat podcast, but there's just a lot of different ways to look at it so sometimes this can be deceiving i guess that's my point
1: yeah yes ab- absolutely i mean that's where things were like exit velocity and even in the field like things like that that you know give you or these other statistics that they've add added um, bring value to players that maybe you wouldn't get from just these other regular numbers that we've we've you know grown up watching uh, speaking of numbers in that stadium, it's really hard to find. You can only find their batting average on the lineup. Uh All the other stats, you will not find it. You have to look over to another scoreboard to get home runs. They're definitely into all of those, um, you know, the OPSs and all the other, the little other nuances uh, of statistics, it seems like goes up on the board in Anaheim. Maybe at least that's what I saw in this series.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's, that's the way the game's gone. And um, to really, you know, get a good view of what a player is doing and stuff like that. And yeah, there's a lot more stats than just the normal, obviously uh, average RBIs and home runs that we were accustomed to when we were younger. So uh, it's just more analytics and more stats to kind of give you a better view of, truly what the player is so it's not a bad thing it's just more no there's
1: learned. there's definite little little things that people do in games that you know you'll hear about them in a press conference you know uh working you know uh, a, a batter you know taking a 15 pitch out driving up a pitchers count getting the pitcher tired and the next two guys come up and you know do some damage uh big walks like that um i think a statistic that you know we'll talk about here in a minute with baser and it's like how how many bad uh, i mean how much, how how safe are you on the bases? not like how slow you are but how safe how many outs do you not give away those kind of things are important too hi this is tom Pichark of the seattle mariners inviting everybody to come on out to the kingdome on august 23rd for mariners funny nose glasses night Be the first in your neighborhood to have...
2: Tom, I'm sorry. August 23rd is not funny nose glasses night. It's jacket night, Tom.
1: Jacket night.
2: Yes, every kid 14 and under gets an official Mariners vinyl jacket free, Tom. Jacket, no no. No funny nose
1: glasses. No, I'm sorry. Hmm. What am I going to do with 30,000 pairs of funny nose glasses? That's your problem, Tom. Quickly, game three. Man, this was one that the Mariners just got kind of buried. But I will say they had plenty of opportunities game is one team was better with bases loaded in those opportunities than the other team and uh, we saw the Mariners have a couple of good chances to get back into this game after the pitching settled down I thought the bullpen did a great job Logan obviously had a had a rough day got moved moved up a spot still had the normal amount of rest I believe but uh, yeah this was just kind of a game that I don't know and I know that the Mariners have talked about this this week uh it's just like the where's the focus it's kind of this was the game that kind of kind of got to me just really observing what's going on and body language and things like that it was had to be a frustrating loss i saw multiple players sit there after the game and stare at the field like man we kind of let one get away even though they were coming from behind particularly Carl, uh cal raleigh yeah this was a frustrating game um all, you know, we did see some good individual stuff. You know, Teo was driving the ball, got a solo shot. We see Mike Ford in this series do like what he's kind of brought up here to be in that DH. It's, uh, you know, he's not a big average guy, but every once in a while he's going to put one in the seats. You know, unfortunately, uh, we were just ex- exchanging runs with them during this game. Um, sorry, that was long winding But what do you got to say about game three?
2: Yeah, no, you're spot on. I don't have really too much to say about the game. Um, You're right. Um, The base running has been an issue. Uh, We're up to, I mean, it happened, I think, what do they get picked off at least two or three times this series? Uh, The Mariners are now, I think, tied with the league lead uh, with nine guys picked off. And that's not counting, that's like actual pickoffs. That's not counting bad base (laughs) running decisions. You know, you and I talk a lot. We talk about – we watch the – for us, it's the eye test, what we're seeing and stuff like that, you know, and what we're seeing. So, yeah, that's been frustrating. But I got to give them some credit. It feels like the offense is starting to trend in the right direction. Sure. You know, they lost two games in this series. Um, that, you can't – you know, you're chasing these guys. You're in fourth in the AL right West right now. Uh, you got to start winning the, at least a series against these teams and start putting a dent in it. I don't know. I, I'm curious. You were right there. What What was your thoughts? Is Is Anaheim a better team than the Mariners?
1: I think I was telling you going into game three, I said the Mariners are a better team whether they win this series or not. Anaheim has a better lineup without question. We don't have anybody like Otani. We don't have anybody like Trout who does. They do. Uh you know, but the top of their lineup and the end of the lineup, you know, they, they got the Nieto, what's that Nieto? Nieto, number nine, uh good nine hitter. Um they got the second baseman that kills us. Uh what's his name? uh R- Renifro. Yeah, Renifro, who kills oh, us. Renfro, and, sorry. And then you got and then Taylor Ward's a good player. Like oh, like offensively, they're 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 better than us. Uh, and then they also have, you know, uh, first baseman Urshela, you know, he's hit 300 this, this season. So, I mean, offensively they are, they're up there, you know, they're like Texas light, you know, they got a great, great offense. You got Otani who's like right around 20 home runs, if not 20 right now. I know he hit a home run down in uh, Texas when we're recording this uh, where we do have them, obviously we have better starting pitching and we have a, a way better bullpen and uh uh, but we have to put ourselves in those situations you know the texas rangers it just seems like it's their year right now as far as the west and, and and you know houston's getting better we haven't seen them since the beginning of the year but as far as anaheim and seattle i truly do feel like seattle's an overall better team to me um are they playing that way? No, not at all. But if I wouldn't trade, I guess the only reason I would tra- trade rosters with them is just because of Otani and and Trout, but not with Otani, you know, <laughs> leaving possibly this next year. Um, but uh, I, I mean, but I don't feel like it's that much of a difference. This is another one of these teams that's just better than they were last year. And we saw Anaheim get off to a hot start last year they had no pitching i will say that their pitching's a bit better this year um but they uh you know they got off to a hot start last year in fact they took care of business on us to you know put us at the lowest point that we were at last year before we popped off on this big you know turnaround um but just like texas this was one of these other teams that were behind us that you're like hey you know they add people here and get aggressive about getting fixing and plugging in holes that they have, they're going to be a tough team to beat and tough team to compete with. And I could see Anaheim right there, neck and neck with us, even if we start turning up the the volume here.
2: Yeah. um, I, that's good to know. I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, Their lineup as they're playing right now, their hitters are hitting They're playing you know hitting a lot better than our team is in the lineup right now but like I said it's nice to see it looks like our lineup starting to get going a little bit so hopefully we start to take off um but yeah um we're gonna have to you know I was heard on the radio on the way home today um there's like the Mariners have to be 20 games over 500 the rest of the way just to get to 90 wins. So they're going to have to go on a streak like they did last year. Um, Maybe not 14 games, but you know, they got to start winning multiple series. And I know we'll get into that here in a bit, but um, we always talk about just win series, baby, but they really have to, especially on this homestand. You got to win this series, got to win against the White Sox. You got some tough road trip coming up, but yeah. And I know I'm probably getting ahead of things and what you want to talk about, but. No, uh, I you mean, gotta, you got to win who's ahead of you right now. Uh, I mean, listen,
1: you got to win series, but I think, you know, you're just win series, baby, just win. I think there's got to be a, a I'm going to get my own new thing. Uh, just sweep, baby, sweep, <laughs> because we're going to need some sweeps. Uh, well, that, that's the wrap on Anaheim. And I think the one other thing I was going to say, uh, Friday night, I, we don't have this ever in Seattle after games. There was a sobriety check. Remember, I was on the phone with you, and I was, like, in a sobriety check. Pass with flying colors, everybody. But uh, it was interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're like, Honda, stop. You know, what are you doing? You know, leaving the game. And I made sure I was like, I better turn take my Mariners hat off. You never know what was going to go on with the cops. He said, thank you very much. Move along. But, uh, yeah, that's the, you know, Anaheim wrap that we owed you for yesterday. And we kind of tried not to, like, lay in, you know, too much of what's going on. But, yeah, we've seen the base running mistakes a lot in this series. We saw the pickoffs quite a bit in this series. Uh, We saw it on the road trip quite a bit. And uh, Scott's talked about their focus. They've come out here. You know, they've won one game uh, so far at home. But what we're going to talk about right here, just to finish us up, for this episode we get back uh two things one where are we trending are we trending as sellers right now if you had to make a decision or are we still in that buyer's market and we have 25 games counting today's game until the all-star break what do we got to see to uh you know sway that feeling or those decisions we'll get into that right after this so uh as uh, just a reminder before we went into break here we to finish up here we are going to you know discuss if we feel like the mariners are sellers or buyers i know it's a tough conversation i know it's you know people are going to be on one side of the fence or not and let's also just talk about it like we got 25 games to the playoffs i think these two things go hand in hand um coming out of the all-star break, what is it, 2? Maybe 3 weeks until the deadline, the trade deadline. That's when we all always see uh, you know, that's where business obviously starts picking up. Uh we've seen less trades over the last few years since they've expanded the playoffs and such. Uh just because more teams feel like they're in it. Um uh, maybe uh you know, things like seeing the Atlanta Braves a couple years ago, you know, when win the world series but right now as the mariners stand as we record this they're nine games out in the, in the west with a texas team that looks like they have some staying power i've not looked over at the wild card uh standings before we were recording here but i'm assuming it's around six or seven games uh the teams in front of us are anaheim who we just lost a a series to um we also have teams that are right around us with the same record uh, like Cleveland who are in it that, you know, they hold the tiebreaker over us. We got Toronto who in the first series has uh, would have a tiebreaker of us over us as of right now. Same thing with the Yankees. We have not uh, we have not played the Baltimore Orioles quite yet, uh, but they're playing really good baseball right now at, at this point, And I've listened to Morosi talk too, where, Either way, you know, DePoto, if you're really going to see a splash, though, it's probably either way he's going to be making some moves. But either way, you would think the Mariners' bigger splash right now would probably be, unfortunately, selling. I know that we have our our um, young core locked up and you know, in club control and new contracts and things like that. But there are players on our team that – you know, these are the guys that teams are definitely going to want to uh, reach out about, you know, Teoscar being number one. And then, you know, you got Suarez and you got guys like France that I'm sure get a lot of calls. People know nobody's Julio's going nowhere. Cal's not going anywhere. Logan and Kirby. Um, I don't know. OK, here we go.
2: I, I just I just said just saying I, you know. Maybe what you might have to give up a pitcher to get somebody good, let's say. It all depends. You know, that's later on. If you're talking about right now, are they buyers and sellers? I mean, that's really hard to talk about because, you know, a lot can happen in the 25 games you mentioned up until the all star break. And then, you know, the hot stove really gets going until the deadline, which is a couple of weeks after. But, uh, you know, you gotta think they're sellers right now. If we're going, we're talking about right now, you know, with a under 500 record, it's only one game you're middle of the way. Uh, as far as your record, You're bottom tier in the AL. Um, so, but you could also be a, a, a buyer too at this point, yeah. if you have, if, you know, well. to look forward till next year, but if the things go South, anything could be on the table and I could see, one of those guys i would in my opinion i would think it would be logan um but it could be kirby uh to get you something in return a bat in return so i could see like i said and you mentioned julio's the only one that seems untouchable probably cal few of these pitchers Calmer. but uh i don't know man you get the right deal if you're if you're not doing if you're not playing good and you're out of it I think anything's got to be on the table.
1: And I just want to correct myself. So if people are like, you don't fucking know how many games you are. Mariners are four and a half games out at the time of this recording. So a little bit closer than I thought. But again, the teams in front of them, Toronto, LA, we haven't played Boston, but if you're neck and neck with Cleveland, they have the tiebreaker on you. Um, and, uh, you know, the teams, you know, in there, obviously, are Baltimore, New York, Houston, Um so, I mean, they are definitely in striking distance, but I feel like if you if you are any more than six games back, you'd have to feel like a seller at that point, seven, six or seven games, because a lot of these teams you're not going to play. I know it's way too early. You know, the whole premise of this thing was like, right now, what side of the meter are the Mariners on? Can they change that in 25 days? I'm saying, I think right now the side of the meter is—it's all about making the team better. It seems like for the long haul versus uh, giving away a bunch of shit just—you know—just to get back into the dance. I know the fans don't want to hear that. Of course, we want to be back there. We got a taste of the playoffs, and that wasn't enough. We—we we want the whole meal, you know. So, I—I um, I mean. And why I also add the 25 games, let's just talk about the schedule. 20, it'll be 24 games by the time this comes out. I'm just starting the 25 game watch from this game one with the Marlins. But after the Marlins, we have the White Sox come into town. Um, White Sox, uh, that's a team that you should take care of business on. You know, Um, then after that, it gets a little, it gets a lot tougher, not a little bit tougher. You're going to New York. And you're going to Baltimore. And then following going to New York and Baltimore, they come back to town and, uh, you know, (laughs) we got the Washington Nationals. Just take care of business there. But you see the Tampa Bay Rays come into town. Obviously, a really good team this year. And then after that, you go down to San Francisco and you finish up going into the All-Star break with a series in Houston, which has been the House of Horrors. So this is a, the only – I know that this is a, a, a tough 25-game stretch, you know, uh, but I, I really got to say I need this team to go – I know these are these expectations and these schedules that we make up ourselves, but, like, I want to see them at least 17 and eight in this, in this run right here. And I think they have to be.
2: Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it out of those teams, you mentioned the Yankees, Baltimore, um, and, uh, Tampa Bay. Correct. And each of those is at least three game series. Um, you got to win all those series and not, you know, lose more than one. I mean, that's a, that's quite a feat. If you were able to do that, just with those games, Um, that's going to be hard to do. It's, can it be done? Yes. Um, But the thing of it is, is we haven't seen them play, you know, recently, at least two games in a row and even putting a streak together where they're playing good, clean baseball and they're winning some games. So at this point, it's hard to see, but can it happen? Yes. Do I believe they're training in the right way, of hitting? Yes. It, I think that's a pretty tall task to ask, but it can happen.
1: Uh, I mean, that's, I know last year we, it seemed to kind of work when we were doing these little, what are we going to do in 20 games? And you and I have been doing this as friends forever. You know, uh, yeah. it, is, it is a day by day thing. With the team because we need to see them put back to backs to backs together. What you know? Yes, we were doing that with Oakland and Pittsburgh and had a nice little run there for a minute. But you got to put consistent ten gamers together. You want to constantly be looking up at the thing. and We're gonna need to see seven and three, eight and eight and twos, six and fours at the rest. I mean, anything can happen with these other teams too. uh but if the Mariners, you know, want to control more of their own destiny, obviously, this isn't anything new. I'm just repeating what everybody knows. They got to put these W's together. They got to put some sweeps together, and this this is a tough, tough. You know, this is a tough run right here. And uh, and then even after the All Star break, I mean, you get they don't have that. Remember last year, there was that. Hey, we get through this part. We got this easy part of the schedule at the end. You know. I don't think you have that cushion this year. <laughs> I'm just go. I'm just looking. Uh, I mean, we do have a we do have a cushion, and this is looking way down the road, where we do play the Royals for four, but it's on the road. But we had trouble with the Royals last year. Yes, you have a Houston thing, but then you have the White Sox again. Then you have the Royals, and you have the A's at home. So, and this is you know we're talking way down in August, but I'm just was looking through the schedule to see where we kind of have these soft landings and. No. let's not forget the end of the year we, we got the rangers the astros and the rangers so i mean and they might be neck and neck for the top of the divisions and they're, they're going to be playing hard so i the mariners obviously know that they got to get it going we as fans know they got to get it going go down to the games support but also yeah it's it's fine to air your uh feelings online and uh you know it's it's mariners twitter is a scary place right now you can't you can't agree with one person without pissing another person off uh, i mean that's just how it always is but it's just it's turned up to uh 47 right now
2: yeah um you know we were promised or it was said hey that out of their mouth you know hey we're uh we're going for it, or not? They didn't say that, but they said, you know, we we think we're a World Series contender, you know, at the beginning of the year. Um, but you know, injuries and what have you. I'm not making an excuse or making anything up that people haven't heard or believe, but they just got to play better, and they yeah. haven't. That's what but, it comes down to.
1: Yeah. Well, we're gonna wrap up this episode. We were gonna do some more stuff, but uh, we'll do that on the next episode. We are gonna do a All Star preview a super preview or all-star it should be more of an all-star prediction because we're you know four weeks from the all-star game we'll do that on the next episode when we're wrapping up the uh marlin series here uh we will wrap up that marlin series and get you that as soon as the series is over um but yeah thanks for listening liking subscribing Uh, You know, check us out on all the socials, you know, give us those reviews like us, right? Hannah, we love those five tool baseball players, but you know what we like more than that, right? Hannah, what is it?
2: Five-star reviews.
1: Thank you. Thank you for pandering for me for once. Uh, Anyways, uh, we want to thank all the new listeners that maybe we met uh, down in Anaheim. Uh, Welcome aboard the SS Rye Bread and Mustard podcast vessel. Uh, you know, buckle up. Sometimes it's a, it's a bumpy ride. We got some special guests uh, coming on here. Also, we'll talk a little bit more as we get closer and closer to the All-Star game. That's the one lucky thing <laughs> about this season is maybe things haven't worked out that way. But let's just say everything goes the wrong way. We still have the All-Star game to look forward to in Seattle. But um, if there's any indication of how the Mariners played tonight, maybe things are looking up. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up and get out of here. Hanno. You know what time it is.